party to you. Stamps tonight. I was way off. Hold on to your butts. What's up, heroes? And welcome to the Stephen Corson Show, where we discuss financial strategies, habits, and mindset to get you to your first 100K and then get you to your first million, all in the pursuit of true wealth and modern freedom. In the past decade or so, there's been a lot of controversy around these two questions, and that's should you work for a job that you are, uh, you know, just as a job, like it's just to get a paycheck. And then when it comes to things that you're passionate about, things that you love, you just use the money from that job to self-fund those passions outside of work. Or the question of should you instead be doing a job that you are passionate about? Should it be something that you love? Um, you know, like I know a woman who is very uh, follower on, online. She is a shark advocate, uh, strong, ad, you know, strongly against uh, shark hunting and like all these other things. And what does she do? She goes around, she speaks about sharks. She swims with sharks and the social media around sharks. I mean, it's incredible. She is clearly passionate about this. It is something that is very personally important to her and she has made a career out of it. So does that need to be the direction that we need to go? Or should people just also be accountants and you know work in construction and do different things like that and then just use the money to fund it elsewhere? Well, the Japanese have this concept that is called Ikigai. And Ikigai is uh, built out of four concentric circles. And I just wrote an article about this. I'm going to share this with all of you um, right here. So I just wrote this article. Uh, it's on my website, stephencorson.me. You can see the diagram um, that I put up here. And basically what this is doing, sorry, I'm trying to get the right view here. Basically what you see here, if you're just listening to this on the podcast, you're not watching on the YouTube channel, um, there's four circles that are all overlapping each other. And the Japanese concept of Ikigai means a reason for being, all right, which is very interesting. So the first circle is about what we love. The second circle is what the world needs. The third circle is what we are good at. And then the final fourth circle is about what we can be paid for. Now, there's no particular order to these. It doesn't really matter. The point is that you need to go through and you need to fill out each of these circles. And then when you make them overlap, what is going to happen in the very middle where all of these overlap is going to be your ikigai. Now, I encourage everybody to do this regardless of whether or not you're going to chase a career in, you know, pick your passion kind of a thing, right? But I think this is extremely important for people who are considering side hustles, um, people who have been laid off recently, unfortunately. Uh, this is actually a great time for you to work on your Ikigai to discover, listen, do I need to just get back in a job that's comfortable, that I know how to do and that will pay me? Or is it time that I need to go back and really reconsider opening up that bakery or opening up you know, whatever the case is? So that's what's so important about understanding what the Ikigai is. You don't necessarily have to go and do exactly that. A lot of times it can just lead you down a path of something that's you know better than what you've got now. So let's let's walk it through a little bit here. Um, you know, in in going through that. Hey heroes, hope you're enjoying the podcast and I appreciate everybody's reviews and support. I just wanted to give a quick reminder that there are exclusive YouTube videos on my channel and be sure to go to the website to get my weekly newsletter on building wealth and modern freedom. All the links are in the show notes if you want to check them out. And if you want to read some of my recent newsletters on how to reach your first 100k and then your first million, all the previous issues are on my website. Okay, let's get back to the show. 
for the record, there's a lot of happy people in the world. And estimates show that only about 3% of people are currently doing their ikigai. Now, one thing that's also really important is that you can do, we live in a world of side hustles right now. Unfortunately, it's becoming more and more important to have one because of how expensive things are getting. So maybe your job is just to fund your passions, but maybe your ikigai, you monetize a passion. For instance, I know somebody who does a running group and she does this voluntarily. She has like 20 girls in this run group and you know she tracks their progress. Um, she organizes events for them and all this other stuff. And all I told her was, I said, listen, I said, you have basically found your ikigai. You're missing one element. The what can you be paid for? Ask these girls, just say, hey, you got 20 girls in the group. Could y'all pay me $30? I'm doing a, a month. I'm doing a lot of work here to organize these events. I'm spending a lot of time on this. You're doing a great job. They're already involved. 30 bucks a month just to make sure we're all staying healthy. Boom, you have a side hustle. It's going, you've got a couple of bills paid off right there. So, you know, I mean, again, 20 girls uh, <clears throat> in this run group, tracking their progress, providing a lot of value here. That's $30 a month. If she gets that, that's $600 a month. That is an extra $7,200 a year. $7,200 a year would change a lot of people's lives. So again, your guy doesn't have to be your primary job. It could be a side hustle. So let's get into this a little bit. What we love. Well, the thing, this is the problem. If we all just decided to do what we love, then the world would be filled with professional basketball gamers, video gamers, and other, other things of leisure. And unfortunately, we still do need other professions that aren't as much fun. Okay. Nobody's passionate about being a, you know, garbage man, but guess what? They're really important to society. They, you know, help us recycle. They help us keep the cities clean. Um, they perform a lot of important functions and they get paid pretty well. So, you know, they may not love it. Maybe some of them do, and that's awesome, but you know, it's, it's just not something that, uh, everybody's going to love. We can't always just do exactly what we love. So the next is what we are good at. So again, this is going to really narrow down the field. When you stop and think about the things that you're good at, and when I say good, I mean, if you were to stack up 50% of the pot, you know, all the entire population against you, um, could you do this thing better than at least 50% of those people? That That's kind of the baseline definition of good. We could even raise it and say, excellent. Can you do something better than 10% or, you know, the 90% of the rest of the population? Then you're getting into that excellent area. So when it comes to things like that, we're really only good at like five to 10 things when it comes to being better than the average person. When it comes to being excellent, eh, it's probably getting a lot smaller. It's probably down to one or two things that you're really, truly excellent at. So what are those things? Focus on that because you will, number one, feel a lot more confident when it comes to showing people how to do these things. But then number two, you'll probably be able to charge a lot more because you have so much more expertise in an area. Uh, next, what the world needs. This is something that we really don't tend to think about, uh, especially when people that are doing side hustles. They're like, I just want to do what I'm passionate about. Well, that's great. Uh, do we need a lot of underwater basket weavers? I don't know. They had a college course on it, so maybe there's plenty of them. Uh, I, it's not a skill set that I've particularly found, and I love being in the water. So, um, But there's something that you need to consider when you're looking at what the world needs. <clears throat> you need to look at it from a scope of three different um, uh, areas of influence. The first one is local. So, hey, what does my neighborhood need? What does my city need? Let, let's really start thinking about things hyper-locally and what you can do there. Um, the next is national. And to that, I would think 
what does your state need? What does your country need? It's thinking much larger, obviously. It's hard to do a side hustle kind of to that level, um, but you can definitely do a business uh, based off of some of the state and national needs that you have. And then the third one that I would say to think about would be digital. And this is the one where I'd probably stress you need to, especially if thinking side hustle, you need to be thinking local and you need to be thinking digital. You can kind of cross out national if you're just thinking side hustles. Um, But there are 4 billion people in the world that are online and they all have problems. And what I would say is, what kind of social media groups are you in? Do you have gaming communities? Uh, What about your work? Do they have online cohorts? Are you part of like a local sales organization? Anything like that. These are things that you need to be thinking about. There's a lot of people who are making some decent money on the side, selling Excel templates, Notion templates, PowerPoints, whatever. And if you could just do these things for them and offer service, again, like I said, if you can just focus on making an extra $500 a month, that's $125 a week, uh, that's an extra $6,000. What would that do for you in your life? And then on top of it, you're going to be learning a lot of different skills that kind of come with running a business and is going to change the way that you think and all for the better. All right. So let's move on to the, the next one. This is obviously very important. It goes very much alongside with the needs. What can we be paid for? And a lot of times, you know, kind of going back, it's like, don't even think about being paid for. Just think of like, what can I make 500 bucks a month for? What can I make a thousand dollars a month for? There's, there's different elements to that that are really important because when you start shifting your mindset to be more specific, a lot of times people will go, oh, what can I be paid for? Well, yeah, well, how can I replace my income? I'm making $80,000 a year, I'm making $150,000 a year. What kind of side hustle am I going to be able to do to replace that income? Well, there's things you can do. They're just going to take time. But I, a lot of people, they don't start climbing a mountain and they just look at the peak the entire time. You need to focus on just making a couple steps. So I wouldn't think of this as how am I going to replace my income? Just say, hey, is there a way that I could do something that I love and I'm passionate about that the world needs and I can make an extra $500 to $1,000 a month? So if you like cooking, for instance, it, well, guess what? Can you cook some meals and tell people, hey, I know you hate meal prep. You don't like cooking. I'm going to be making you know, chicken and uh, you know, broccoli sandwiches. I don't know. Take your pick. So if you want to li- eat a little uh, healthier, live a little healthier, uh, I'm going to be making a bunch more of these. I can drop them off at your house. You know, you'll get three meals a week and it's only going to cost you 200 bucks, whatever the case is. I don't know. But you can find different things to do. So like I said, what we can be paid for is is very uh, broad. And once you start to niche it down and start thinking, what am I really good at? What do people need? Let me think about my community where I can do that. You'll be surprised at how quickly you can arrive at an answer that's actually really feasible. So, um, you know, like I said, there's a lot of different things that people can be paid for um, thanks to social media, thanks to places like Fiverr and Upwork where you can go and freelance. You have access to so many people outside of your initial uh, city and neighborhood, but don't knock your city and neighborhood. You probably have a lot of strong networks there between different things like social clubs and churches and businesses and different things like that. Be sure to leverage those too, because those are very powerful connections that can help you get started. All right. So in summary, like I said, I like personally, again, you don't have to do it in this direction, but I like making a list when you're filling out your Ikigai and doing it in this specific order right here. I like to start with what I love. 
Next, go to what I'm good at. Then do what the world needs. And then fourth, do what I can be paid for. So that's just the, the order that I recommended in, but you can do it in any order ultimately that you want. And for instance, I'll do, uh, I did myself wrote out here. I said, I love learning about business and money. Uh, I'm good at managing money, eliminating distractions and selling things. Uh, the world needs financial education and they learn need people to teach them how to learn to make money in the digital age. That's something very important right now. And then I can be paid to show people how to increase their net worth, their income and grow their business. And that's what I do now. So I have, you know, uh, I, I'm working on, uh, you know, continuing to get better at this. But at the end of the day, that's why I quit corporate last year because I said, you know what? I want to take a chance and I want to go create a business that is centered around my guy. And that's what I've done. And it's been incredibly rewarding. And you know what? If I fail and I have to go back and I have to join the corporate world, then I can do that. But ultimately, I took time to chase a dream uh, to do something that was meaningful to me, put a little bit of money and time into it. And I have learned so much in the few months that I have been doing this that my skill sets in so many other areas have been dramatically uh, increased and become more effective. So like I said, if you go and you take some time, and I'm going to scroll back up to the top here uh, to the guy. To answer the question, just my personal opinion on this one, I don't think that it's important to find your guy to be happy. I really don't. I see too many examples of people who work jobs that are just fine. And it's like, hey, it's a job. I get a paycheck and I enjoy my life outside of it. That's awesome. Please do that. If you're somebody who's late, been laid off recently, and if you're, uh, or if you're somebody who's looking for a new job, looking for a new career, or if you're looking for a side hustle, then you're the person that I would say, maybe give this a go. Maybe consider your guy. Maybe it'll work out. Maybe it won't. Normally, in order to achieve your ikigai, you have there, especially in the beginning, there has to be some type of sacrifice. For me, that sacrifice was money. Uh, it's going to take me a long time to earn what I was earning in the corporate world um, because I was making over $250,000 a year. That's not just going to happen overnight here. And I'm fine with that. Um, you know, I don't, I, I know how much I need to do, and it's not nearly as much of that. So it's, it was worth it for me to take this time to really chase something that I'm passionate about. And again, maybe you don't exactly achieve your guy in doing this, but you do find something that you love that the world needs that you can be paid for. Maybe you're not good at it yet. Maybe you need to get to, it. or maybe you don't love it, but maybe it's something you were good at that the world needs that you could be paid for. An interesting thing, and I'll, I'll leave it with this, is that Andre Agassi was a... Um, uh, tennis player. And this, this just came to me. And in his book open, he, uh, he talked about how much he hated tennis. His father was extremely abusive, you know, for the most part, he had him out there at, I believe is the age of three. It definitely wasn't older than four, but I think it was three. He had him, uh, going against, I think he called it the red monster, which was just this big red, uh, machine that just shot tennis balls at him and just constantly doing it. So from the age of three, his father had him like military style, rigorously working on his tennis stroke. And he's one of the greatest tennis players to ever play. But now that he's retired, uh, he wants nothing to do with tennis. He won't let his children play tennis. Uh, he doesn't go to matches or do anything. He absolutely hates it. So this is not an guy. Now, it was something he was good at. It was something the world needed. Good tennis players, entertainment, right? It was something he could be paid for, but he did not love it. So 
we it's interesting to see how sometimes we may think, oh, this person's a professional, whatever. That must be so awesome. Sometimes people can fall out of love that with things that may be awesome. And then something that was an icky guy is no longer. So it's it's not a, a constant state. It is something that can shift, especially as you know, you grow and change. So if you're interested in this, you can go to my website, stephencorson.me, check it out on the newsletter. Like I say, you just need a piece of notebook paper, a pencil, fill out these four categories and uh, see where it takes you. All right. Until our paths cross again.